on the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Hi, friends. Welcome back to my Music City Wives podcast series. On this episode, I have Jenna Perdue joining me. She is so beautiful and so sweet. Her husband is DJ Silver, one of the hottest DJs in country music, touring with Jason Aldean, Chris Young, Dirk Bentley. He is the DJ in country music. He's so amazing. And Jenna is such a sweet, sweet angel soul. I love her so much. When my husband toured with Jason Aldean a couple years ago, her husband, DJ Silver, was on tour at the same time, and we got to know each other. And she was actually pregnant with her first child, sweet baby Wake, who's now two years old. Now she's pregnant again with a new baby, and she's just so awesome. I really want to give Jenna some big love before we get into this episode because when we recorded this, I was in the middle of going through an early miscarriage, and it was really emotional, and it still is an emotional thing to talk about. And Jenna had also gone through a miscarriage that was very emotional and hard on her. She also survived the Las Vegas massacre, and she was very willing and open to share about all of these feelings and all of the sadness that she experienced with both of these situations and I just want to thank her for that because these topics are very hard to talk about and she went into them with me and she was open about them and she talked a lot about the miscarriage with me and her feelings and how she got through that. I'm just so appreciative that Jenna was willing to go into these really painful topics with me because I think it's going to help a lot of people heal especially hearing about her miscarriage and how she dealt with it and how she she turned her mindset around. It really helped me. So I think it's going to help a lot of other people too. So thank you so much, Jenna, for that. We were talking so much about this healing process that we never got to talk about her new career endeavor that she found after her miscarriage. She was searching for super clean skincare and wellness products and she found Arbon. And she knew immediately this was the only option for her because she loves helping people change their lives with their products. So she's a consultant. If you're interested in clean skin, skincare and wellness products, you've got to check it out. I know Jenna swears by it. You can join her team or just learn more about the product. Go to jennaperdue.airbon.com. That's J-E-N-N-A-P-E-R-D-U-E dot A-R-B-O-N-N-E dot com. And check it out. I know it's changed her life and she's such a believer. So check it out. Before we get to the interview with me and Jenna, that is just so emotional and so open and honest. I want to talk to you about a product that only makes sense for an episode talking about children and having babies and family planning. It's called Hatch Baby Rest. You can go to hatchbaby.com. It is a nightlight and sound machine that is controlled by your phone. You can program it to turn on automatically based on your family's sleep schedule. As your child grows, you can grow with Hatch Baby. When you have a newborn, you can have it turn on for the nightly midnight feeding schedules to when they get a little bit older and they're in preschool, you can use it as a nightlight. Plus, you can set it as a time to rise for your older child. You've got to check out HatchBaby.com. Hatch Baby Rest is what it's called, and it's a nightlight and sound machine, and it's game-changing, so check them out. All right, y'all, here is Jenna being so honest, so vulnerable, talking about some really hard things. So give her lots of love and be prepared to be inspired by her story. Here she is. Hello, hello, hello. 
I'm here with Jenna Perdue. Hi. In this swanky downtown loft apartment. I mean, hey. Hey. We're it's getting fun. Through it. We're getting we're building. So, okay, we're so this here. is not forever. No, no. 21st floor with a two-year-old and pregnant <laughs> is not ideal, but we're getting through it. So you get your exercise just by like getting to your house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Finding a parking spot, getting to the elevator, getting up the elevator. How do you do good. groceries? With that wagon. I was going to say like, does Wake and the groceries go in the wagon? Everybody gets in the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All aboard. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's intense. But you know what? I feel like, is it kind of nice um, getting thrown out of your ideal situation and realizing you can make it work with a two-year-old? He's two, you said two? Yeah. With a two-year-old, with a pregnancy, it's like when you're pushed to things that you wouldn't have done ideally, does it kind of make you feel like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can do more than I thought I could. I'm like Superman. I'm Superwoman. You know, it's like I find myself kind of complaining because... <laughs> Cause it's, it's annoying. It's a small space and we're not used to having like to live in like on top of each other. And, but are you kidding me? We're on the 21st floor in downtown Nashville in a beautiful, the view's insane, incredibly gorgeous condo. Like we have nothing to complain about. Yeah. So I feel like that's something I have always really gravitated towards you toward about is your ability to find gratitude all the time. And where does that come from? Because we were talking about Gabrielle Bernstein, the mm-hmm. book, The Universe Has Your Back, which I'm downloading and reading, stat. Yes. And you've always been that, like a believer of energy, and you believed in, in your own energy. Where did that come from? I don't know. I think, like, just being around, like, some girlfriends growing up and just the vibes, and I'm not a very religious person. I was raised Catholic, but I... I don't know. My dad is totally not religious at all. It's like mom and dad are totally opposite. (laughs) And I just kind of like found myself in this middle ground where I just started feeling like I would think things and then they would happen in my life. And I could start telling these stories like, oh my gosh, I wanted to do this. And I thought about it and that happened. And you'll never believe I ran who I ran into or whatever. So did it all link together with positivity? Yeah. Or believing that it yeah. was going to happen? I just kind of just kept believing, okay, I want to do this. I want to go on this trip. I'm going to put it out there. And and you even believe, like manifested your husband too. I remember you telling me that. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> In a parking lot. There he was. I found him. Truly. <laughs> Truly. Like, how did you do that? You manifested, you're like, I want someone who's this, 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 and this or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a relationship for a long time with a guy who was none of those things. And I was just like, this is not working. And I want and deserve these things. That's a key, believing you deserve it. Yeah. Because we are all deserving. It's just believing it. You have to know that you are deserving. How do you find that? Like, say you're in a valley and you like, for me, like I'm coming out of, I'm in a valley really just being honest and it's like hard to like get your self-esteem back sometimes in your worth in your worth or knowing that it can happen or that you deserve good things you know yeah how do you do that when you're in a valley well you have to go through that (laughs) the valleys suck the valleys do suck but they're reality and how do you go how do you work through your valley you have to listen to (laughs) gabrielle You have to listen to Gabrielle Bernstein's book. <laughs> the universe has no, your back. No, but it really is. You do have to help yourself. You have to help yourself because at the end of the day, nobody really is going to do that for you. So if you start to feel like you're going downhill and downhill fast, and I have been there, 
Nobody's going to dig you out of that hole. You know, can you feel it though? You're like, okay, I'm sliding. Yeah. I got to turn this yeah. train around. Yeah. And see me also being so aware of my energy. I'm like, I know it when I'm going down and I'm like, oh gosh, shoot, here it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going straight down, mm-hmm. but I don't even know how to get out. And then I'm like, okay, you've got to turn it. You've got to turn it. But sometimes I'm like, where are my tools? Where yeah. Are my tools? You've got to find your tools, <laughs> but it's good being aware of that. See, that's the problem. Some people aren't, don't catch on. And then you can live there forever. Yeah. yeah. So it's just being aware and knowing that you deserve it and you can get out of it and you will. And you just believe it. Yeah. You have to believe. You just always have to find the positivity in everything. You know, we don't have millions of dollars in the bank, but we're living life and we're making the best of it and things could be worse and things could be better, but we're alive and we've got each other and you just believe that it's going to be okay. So how did you manifest John, a.k.a. DJ Silver? (laughs) I, like I said, I was in a (laughs) relationship and it was just... Where were you living? um, In London, Ontario, in Canada, actually. Okay. Yeah. Nice. No. (laughs) I mean, no offense. Beautiful place, not great. I'm from Florida. so You're a beach girl. Yeah. It was quite a drastic change and I was really holding on to something... I don't know. It's hard to let things go yeah. when you love, love. And whatever. I knew, I knew right when I moved there that he was bad news. Once again, your instincts, mm-hmm. but still hard. But I was so proud. My ego was like, I mo- we finally are together because we were long distance for so long. And anywho, long story short, I was just like, I'm done. So you had a moment. How do you know when you're done? What does it feel like? It feels like other guys walking by and you're finally like... <laughs> Who's that? I'm curious, right? <laughs> no, that's the truth. Okay. It was like I was on the road for work and I started noticing some other guys. And I'm like, this is a really bad sign. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So that's really when I was like, okay, this is so not working. I need out of here. And what did you know you deserved after that relationship? What were you looking for? I wanted a partner who respected me. Yeah. And I was like, really, at respect. I wanted to be respected. I wanted somebody to hold my hand. I wanted somebody to like address me. And he wouldn't even like, you wouldn't know that we were together, lived together, let alone knew each other, like in a public bar. Really? He was not like affectionate at all, which I don't really need. Like I'm kind of super independent, but you want to be like, you got to give me something, dude. Yeah. (laughs) So I wanted like a lover. And I wanted somebody who was funny and fun to be with. And we were like into the same thing. So I was like, I got to go, man. This is not working. Yeah. And that's scary. Especially when you're in Canada. Well, you know what my dad told me? He, <laughs> it was my dad. Really, it was my dad okay. who was like, Jenna. Because I called him crying. I'm like, I'm here in Canada. And his sisters were not my biggest fans. And that was, that was like not fun. And yeah. there's just really nothing for me there <laughs> at all. Yeah. And I was like crying to my dad on the phone all the way back in Florida. And he goes, Jenna, it's like so easy. It's you stay and that's your life. What you have is what you get and it's not going to change or you leave and you're young and you've got things going on. And then who knows what it is? Like, it's scary because you don't know, but you'll be fine. And I was like, okay, I gotta go, I gotta go back. I'm out of here. And that he's was so it. right. He's so right. And if you can think of it in those terms without all of the just waves of feelings Mm -hmm. it's true because it's like do you want this to be your life and you had clearly investigated and realized no right but it's like finding that bravery okay so then this is my next question how do you find the bravery to make a big change 
Because that is always like really hard for me. I always end up doing it, but like it's so hard right before. I don't know. I felt like, because it was December 12th, 2012, when I, the day I like got in my little Volkswagen Jetta and drove all the way back to Florida. And I said, he goes, isn't today the day that the world's supposed to end? Like the Mayan calendar, you know, it was like. Your ex did? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that's on the 21st. Today's the 12th. But today is the day that your world is ending. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I felt, like, so empowered. I was like, I finally made up my mind. And I was like, I am so, I don't want any of what you have not been offering me. Yeah. And, and I'm out of here. Yeah. And it, then it was, like, empowering. Like, I'm free. Awesome. So you just felt free because mm-hmm. you knew. Okay. So you get to the point where you know. Yeah. And then how did you get to Nashville? So I traveled all over the world with Cadillac presenting their vehicles at the auto shows for That's seven years. Awesome. Yeah. So it was like Vanna White and like it's, you speak, but you just like, hello, here's your car that you need to get <laughs> all over. It was a lot more intense. I, I essentially had to be an engineer without having an So you're degree. not just showing the cars. You no. have to know everything about oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to talk they're about they're going to ask you engi- questions. Yeah. yeah. Interior, exterior, powertrain, horsepower, you know, final drive, like all kinds of ratios. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was intense. So I did that. I had, was it fun traveling? Everywhere? It was so fun, but you know, it's lonely too. You're in hotel rooms and I had really good girlfriends on the road. So thank God for them. But, um, it just got to the point where anywho, I was all over and I kept coming back to Nashville for work and I'm like, I love this place. Something and I, about it. yeah, it was just, I felt like a big city, but it had like a good vibe like out you know just 20 minutes away in Franklin or somewhere to raise a family or whatever Mm -hmm. I didn't see myself in LA or New York Chicago or any big city after I left in Canada and I didn't really see myself in Florida either but I was like I could see myself in Nashville well then I was at a Jason and Luke concert in Detroit I was there for a meeting for work and I ran into John in the parking lot. We didn't have any tickets. Yeah, we didn't have any tickets to the show. But I was like, we're going. I told my girlfriend, we're going to the concert. And we're going to go backstage. <laughs> and she's I like, you. I love you The concert this. is sold out on StubHub, Jenna. Jenna I'm says, like, I'm not worried. Girl, you got to have, I was like, you got to have faith. We aren't going to the concert if you're acting like this negativity. We don't need that. <laughs> so you knew it. So there he was. He uh, comes up with his friend and he's like, what are you girls doing? I'm like, we need, t- we need tickets. We got to get in there. He's like, Come with me. Stop. (laughs) Get on the back of his golf cart. And he's like, so what do you do? I said, I work for Cadillac. He goes, I have a Cadillac. I said, oh, I'm thinking to myself, here comes the stories. You know, everybody's got a story about a Cadillac. Oh, I'm sure. He goes, I have a CTSV coupe. And I was like, are you asking me or are you telling me? Because those are my babies. They're our high performance cars. I was on the race team. my love language. Yeah, that's my talk. (laughs) I can talk that talk. And he's had no idea what anything about his car like this car is like a bad ass car I don't know if I can say that oh yeah you can <clears throat> he had never had the thing over 80 okay but he did he showed me pictures he had the black diamond edition like this thing was awesome but had never been over 80 and anywho we were laughing about his car not a lot of people have those okay and so, so y'all have an instant connection totally <clears throat> and, and he's so charming and nice just the funniest guy like I don't know where he comes up with half the crap he says it's so witty and like you can't teach somebody that yes and he's so, so it's easy just, to be around yeah it's just very so calming nice. energy like, literally I've seen him give the shirt off of his back he's that guy yeah 
and funny and sweet. And I was like, I remember thinking that night at the concert, looking at him, I was like, there's something about this guy that makes me want to cry. And he said, what do you, where do you live? And I'm like, well, I'm going back to Florida, but I've always wanted to move to Nashville. And he's like, I live in Nashville, so take my number. And then, the, I mean, the rest like, is history. We dated for a year. We were engaged for a year. and so then, it's pretty fast. Oh, yeah. We were married for a year. And on our one-year anniversary, we found out we were pregnant with Wake. So dated for a year, married for, <clears throat> on your one-year anniversary, found out you're pregnant with Wake. Yeah. And the craziest thing about him is it took my ex a year and a half for him to tell me he loves me. I mean, red flag, like, <laughs> flying. John told me after two months, and I told him over the phone, I'm like, no, 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 you don't have to say that, because that was so weird. I'm like, you love me already? But he, that's everything I wanted and deserved. He, like, boom, was. And you knew it. He's this- like, no, I love you, and I have to tell you. That makes me want to cry. Because being married is not just about, it's being married is you have to get along with that person, connect with that person, make a life with that person. It's not just, oh, is this person cute? Or is this person like, do we have some sort of chemistry? It is so much more. Yeah. And like you said, to be seen and respected by this man who loves you. I mean, that has to just feel so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Like people ask, do you worry about him on the road? I'm like, cause he is on tour, Jason and tons of people. Yeah. He's, he's that a DJ Chris young right now. He's a badass DJ. He like entertains the crowd in between sets and yeah. like kicks the show off and like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he's super such a fun. baller. And he has residencies in Las Vegas. Like he's gone all the he time. He works all the time. Yeah. I'm like a semi single wife and mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which hashtag balance sometimes. I'm like, when Michael's gone on the road. I'm like, I like my me time. I'm the same way. I, I, that's, I think that's why we work so well. But people are like, I couldn't do it. I'd be losing sleep. Your husband works until four in the morning at bars and nightclubs. And I'm like, I have no reason. I've never lost one ounce of sleep over him. I trust him. Isn't that everything? Like if somebody came up to me and said, your boyfriend is cheating on you, my ex, I would have been like, I know. <laughs> I've always known. <laughs> if somebody came up to me and was like, John is cheating on you, I'd be like, I need FBI proof. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I, that's exactly how I feel too. And it just allows you to never have to, like the trust issues never on the table. Never. And I'm like, Michael, and I know John's the same way, and all of the women that we hang out with in this community of women who are incredible in the entertainment industry, country music especially, I feel like all of our husbands like, like being married. Yeah. You know, and marriage is a cool thing now. It's not like the secret thing that you have to like, you know, be single for the fans. Yeah. It's like being married for the fans is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they love it. So we're good. We'll be married four years in January. So talk to me about Wake when you found out you were pregnant. How was that experience? Because you're <laughs> someone who is so open and honest and I love that. And I just want to talk all about the pregnancy journey because okay. I'm in the big middle of it. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It is so much more than, yeah. It's so much more than what you think. I thought I was pregnant. Well, actually I didn't really know. We went to Miami on our um, one year wedding anniversary because we, we love Miami. Florida girl. Oh yeah. And I should have known because I wasn't drinking. I had wine, but it wasn't going down like it normally does. <laughs> <laughs> and we were at this long dinner, and I went to leave, and like my one glass still was only halfway gone. I'm, I remember thinking, that's weird. Like I just wasn't gravitating towards it. I felt great, but I wasn't gravitating towards it. And then um, we were going, it was New Year's, and we went to um, Brittany and Jason's. They had a 
a farmhouse, like a big ranch house out in the middle of nowhere. And we did New Year's out there and I could not catch a buzz. I was like, <laughs> let's do another shot. Let's do another shot. I could not catch a buzz. I even took like pre-workout powder, blue, like chemical concoction. Oh, not good for you when you're pregnant or not pregnant. Yeah. Just not good. You're like, I'm going to do this. We're going to party. I could not catch a buzz which was another red flag. So um, on our one-year anniversary that morning, I took the test, and it was as clear as day that I was pregnant. And John was in the shower, and I took the test, and I was like, open the shower door, and I got in, and I'm hysterical. <laughs> I couldn't spit it out crying because pregnancy is all I had ever wanted. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. You always want always, to be a mom. Always, always, always. Like, I want to be a mom. I love that. I asked to babysit when I was, like, nine. My mom's like, you still need a babysitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I always want to be a mom. And um, I'm hysterically crying. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, I'm pregnant. Water off. He goes, <laughs> I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Gets out of the shower, puts his hands on the vanity and stares at himself in the mirror. <laughs> what did he, does he give himself a pep talk? I don't know what he was thinking or I don't know. He was just like. <laughs> and then so I was like, okay, I guess I should do that too. So I'm looking in the mirror. <laughs> You're crying. <laughs> okay. Let's, self, let's look. Let's think about this. I freaking love you. And then I took him to the airport and put him on a plane and sent him. He had to go play like the Alabama, some like major college football game he was playing. Once again with the music industry, <clears throat> huge news. And then you send your husband off. Bye. So here you are dealing in your own thoughts yeah. alone. Thank God so for friends. He's texting me from the airplane. Like, can you go take like 10 more tests? <laughs> and I was afraid to take another test because I didn't want it to say I wasn't pregnant. Yeah. But I took another test and I was pregnant and like pregnant and I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I had a beautiful pregnancy. I was never sick. Not one time. Tired as all get out. Oh my God. Narcoleptic. You could just fall asleep anywhere. But I felt great. Awesome. And then I had a beautiful pregnancy and now he's two and he's a redhead, blue eyed, left handed unicorn. So freaking cute. And he's so fun and he's the best. What have you learned about motherhood? Having wake. That it like physically hurts. I, I like t the love. I never, I, I could get emotional talking about it, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to like speak because it's just so, it, he's, that's like my best guy. Yeah. Yeah. I would like literally do anything for him. Anything, anything. He can have it. I don't care. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And how has marriage evolved since having a child? It's just so fun to watch John with Wake and, and he's how such a alike they are. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And John, you know, he just wants to give anybody everything, but Wake in particular gets like, it's just fun to watch those two together. John gets frustrated sometimes with Wake because he's two. <laughs> I, I, I also do, but it's funny because John doesn't even realize how much strong like wake is so strong-headed and it's just like john purdue are you serious so i th I think that's why they get like it's like spot it, got it. i'm like you guys are the same like you are that is your own self yeah, <laughs> so don't get upset like you're getting a reflection of yourself so mm -hmm. now john this is how i feel with you all the time uh-huh <laughs> yeah so, I that's awesome. it's fun it's fun it is. And it's like fun. These like adding like children, the chapter of children is so fun. But then like, okay, we were talking earlier, 
the pregnancy journey it went so smooth for you the first time mm -hmm. and then now you're pregnant with a beautiful baby number two like healthy everything's going amazing but it wasn't always like that for you no and I feel like that's a season I'm in right now and it's like hard to talk about it because you I don't, I don't know what the word is it's almost like you feel like you need to be private when things don't just go perfectly with pregnancy or something at least that's but I don't know why I'm having trouble processing my feelings in this phase yeah so I you know I told you this but I lost a baby in May at 10 weeks and it rocked my world we were we were survivors of the Las Vegas massacre and that I was separated from Wake for four hours. He was two doors down from the shooter on the 32nd floor. We thought he was in the safest place on earth, thinking like a masked murderer is walking through the crowd with machine guns. He was two doors guns. down? Uh -huh. Four doors down? Wait. Two doors down. He was two on the same floor, two doors down from the shooter. And then Vegas. we get word that the shooting is, we're laying on the bus floor that's got, that's been peppered with bullet holes. Did you feel the bullets flying? Like you hear them? Oh, yeah. And, like, when you're in the bus, are they going through the bus? They had been shot through the bus. We were actually on the other side of the bus at that time. And then they got us on the bus, and they had already been shot through. And the, sh the shooting had stopped by then. But um, wow. John was grazed on his leg. He still has a scar. But, I mean, we, we walked away. But when we got the text, because nobody knew what was happening, we were on lockdown. And when we got the message, Kristen Brust actually texted me that, the shooting was coming from the 32nd floor. Oh my God, my son is there. God, I'm so emotional. I'm yeah, it's like really, it was really intense. Yeah. And he was with my aunt and she was communicating constantly. But do you just feel yeah. so helpless? Yeah, and you can't, like, you can't physically get back to him. Yeah. So, and anyway, that was so traumatizing. I want to take a moment to say how brave it is of Jenna to share her feelings of living through the Las Vegas massacre and how our hearts have been with every single person there who is a survivor and who was a victim and we will always have you in our hearts. I also want to thank Jenna for being courageous enough to share her feelings about her miscarriage and all the emotions that she went through losing a baby and when we recorded this podcast, I was in the middle of an early miscarriage too. And to be able to talk about it with her was really healing for me. And so I'm so thankful for Jenna and her openness for sharing these really, really hard conversations. So I just wanted to give her some love right now for being so open and vulnerable and talking about hard conversations. Okay, here she is talking about her very sad, emotional miscarriage and all the feelings and thoughts that she had in this time. You're so emotional because you want that baby so bad, you know? Yes. And then you think, what's wrong with me? And Yes, all of those things. It's like, what is wrong with me and my body? Or is there something going on? So then you have to remember. And thanks and for sharing time. about this, Jenna. Of course. And I just want to tell everyone, we did talk about this ahead of time because it is a sensitive topic. But yeah. Jenna, you're so amazing that you want to share about this. And yeah. I'm grateful for it. You're, you know, you're welcome. It doesn't happen overnight. But then you start to, you know, really process because at first you're just numb and sad and you want to just bury yourself in a dark room. 
And it's isolating. Yeah. Because even if you have a support group of great friends, a great doctor, great husband, or whatever, it's ultimately all you. Uh huh. There's nobody else that can really help you through it. Because there's nothing that anybody can do. Nothing. You're literally mourning like a death. Like you, yeah. you know, you can't do anything to get it back. And so when you can go through that darkness, you start to realize, oh my God, well, I'm still alive. A, B, we conceived, so we got that far. Because some people just can't even get that far. They never see that positive pregnancy test. So you're getting that far. Yep. And, you know, three, that you weren't going to have a healthy baby. Yeah. And that it happens sooner than later because some women don't have that privilege. You know, you hear about these horrible miscarriages and these, you know, I can't even go into thinking about that. But so that's where I put myself in my head. I was like, okay, we can do this. I've done this before. I know you haven't. So that's even harder. Because you're like, well, it can never happen. But then you have to thank God for modern medicine. Yeah. Because I think about my girlfriends who got pregnant through in vitro, you know, and like yeah. how incredible that an egg was transferred essentially from like a Petri dish. Yeah. And now you have like this beautiful baby. Like, so I don't know. I just had to start telling myself like, this is, we can get through this. How long did you let yourself be like sad, all the way sad? Or did I you- got really sad. Like I was afraid. I thought every, everything, everywhere I was going to die. I was afraid to leave my house. I was afraid to drive my car. I was going to get in a car accident. I was afraid to eat certain foods. It was going to, I don't, I was it it just that everything was causing death almost. Everything was causing death. Yeah. And it's like, you feel like you don't trust yourself. Maybe. I don't know if it was me as more as it was like outside. I I just felt like out of control, scared to death. Yeah. Yeah, it was the weirdest mental thing. And then I was like, this is not working, and I really want to get pregnant again, and I want to have a healthy, happy environment, and I need to figure something out. Okay, so then that's where I feel like I am. It's like I have been really sad, and it's like even though we just had a super early miscarriage and then we had a chemical pregnancy, it's like even saying this out loud, I feel like I've had to like keep it quiet or something, not for just for myself. It's like we've been trying for like a while now, and it's – all those things are hard to say out loud. I don't know why. It's just because it's such a process and you feel like everything takes so long and you want it so bad and we're put on this earth to have babies and when it fails, it's like, well, then what am I even here for? Yeah. Everything else like loses significance. Mm -hmm. But I just am excited for you because I know that like... (laughs) One day we're going to do another one of these and you're going to be talking about your baby and you're going to be talking and it's going to make you so much more thankful. Like my heart does bleed for you because I couldn't imagine going through what I went through and not having wake. I really leaned on him a lot. Like, oh my God, I have you. So if you're all I ever get, I'm good. Yeah. But it still hurts. Yes. It does hurt. And it's just the fear, and you can't let that fear and it's consume like, you. What if it never happens? And then it's like, I don't even mm-hmm. want to think about next options yet. Cause I'm like, we're not really into the place where I'm ready to think about next stuff. I still There's still things to try here, you know, and that involves like 
you know, possibly getting on fertility meds and checking my blood work to make sure my progesterone levels are high. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know all these things existed. That's why like, I'm like, I want to talk about this because I have been looking for resources. Like, what's my next step, you know? Yeah. And that's why I'm so grateful that you wanted to talk about this and be open with me because I'm like, I know other women need this. Well, that's why we have to talk about it because there's so much that people can do to help with pregnancy. Like what are some things that you found, especially after the miscarriage? I mean, I just had other girlfriends that talked to me about their miscarriage. I mean, people came out of the woodwork. I'm like, what? Wait, you had one too? Oh yeah. I had one in between Hudson and Beck or I, you know, I had one I had, this is what, you know, I went through and I was like, oh my God, same. I just felt like all of a sudden everybody's like, oh yeah, I had one of those. And it was like the thing on the street, like, hey, did you get those new shoes? Yeah, I got them. I picked them up. You're not alone. And that's what made me feel like, okay, this is a thing. Yes. People catch a cold. People have a miscarriage. Like it. And the name miscarriage is such a terrible word. I feel like I hate it. It's so final and sad. And yeah, it's, it is. It's like. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do, Mm-mm. but there is something you can do. You just push forward. Like I started my period three weeks after my like terribly disastrous miscarriage, and and then I had one more, and then I got pregnant. One more period. I had two periods between my miscarriage and my pregnancy. And you did some major rewiring of your brain in those two months tell me what you did because I'm about to get on your regimen <laughs> I was following and I still do Mallory Irvin on Instagram I love Mallory I love her she's so inspiring oh my gosh she's so tiny like <laughs> I love her she's talk so about sweet. always staying positive yeah she just does yeah and I like the universe was like here I'm gonna give you this gift and she posted a book a like a story of like 10 books that she had listened to or watched or read, whatever you can do However to get through get a book these day. days. Audible for me. <laughs> yeah, same. Not a reader. No, no time. And um, Gabrielle Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back was on that list. I'm about and to get after you that. You know what? I got her book, The Spirit Junkie. I had that one too. I didn't really, I don't know. I couldn't vibe. I never finished it. But I was like, I don't know. I'm feeling like I need to listen to this. And I did. And I swear the signs started coming out of nowhere. So like what was changing? Tell me what the signs were. She says things like, um, one of the quotes is, I lean on the love that is around me and I expect miracles. She gives you these little mantras to say, you know? I lean on the love around me. And that involves like being able to be open. Yeah, yeah. And be your, yeah. And accept the love. You can hear 10 positive affirmations, but if you hear one negative, it forget the other 10, like that is what you stick to. It's human nature. We are raised and born to fear everything and we can't let it control us. We need to lean on faith and not even like a religion or you can lean on a religion or your God or whatever you believe in. But if you just have faith in life in general, that things are going to work, they will. It, she was... There was one chapter in the book where she says just to ask the universe, give me a sign. And I was like desperate. I need something. I need you, whoever you are out there, (laughs) to tell me that I'm going to be okay and that I'm going to have another baby and that we're going to get through this. And I said it out loud in my kitchen in our old house. I'll never forget it. And 
Now, remember, the name of the book is The Universe Has Your Back, um, Keeping Faith Over Fear, or faith, something about faith over fear. I don't remember what the little handle is, but so I go to the gym. That, that like, literally, I, I said that out loud in my kitchen, and then I head to the gym with my girlfriends, and I'm on the squat press <laughs> doing my thing, and there's a woman, like, on a machine way in front of me doing shoulders, and she stands up. She turns around. I don't know her. We make eye contact, and her shirt says, Faith over fear. <sighs> we made eye contact, and she walked away. I feel like I want to cry. I put my weights <laughs> down and I ran to my girlfriends and I was like, oh my God, my sign, my sign. They're like, what are you talking about? And I told them the story and I was like, thank you. Like, thank you. Like, it, it's just when you start to really say things out loud and like ask for help from the universe, like it was intense how quickly that day, like within an hour. And this is when you're still kind of coming out of your funk. Girl, I was not in a good place. Okay, so I'm going to do this with you right now. And everyone listening, I am going to put myself out there and ask for a sign that I know I can carry a healthy baby to full term and have a healthy pregnancy and delivery and yeah. child. You, and you will. I, I'm asking for that sign. Ask, universe. ask for that sign. I need, that, Claire, I need a sign. And she tells you to pick something, like pick... An object. Like, I picked a yellow butterfly because E-squared, I, I always... That. Yeah. Yes. I, I've kind of adopted a yellow yeah. butterfly, too. And I can't tell you how many yellow butterflies I've seen during this pregnancy. Oh. So it's always like, thank you. Oh, there's my yellow butterfly. Thank you. Feeling I feel good. that same way when I see yellow... Because of that book, E-squared. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe that's what you pick. Okay. You know, so start thinking about your yellow butterfly and you'll see... It. My girlfriend tells me her fiance read E squared, which is another great book, by the way. And he asked for his yellow butterfly. Cause they tell you in the book, look, ask to see a yellow butterfly. When you open your mind to like, look for things, it's amazing how much is in front of you that you, we normally just, we're moving so quickly. We don't even notice. So he was looking what she gives you like what? 72 hours or yeah. to find it. He could not find, he was starting to get upset. He's like, it's almost the third, it's the third day. It's almost the 72nd hour and I haven't found my yellow butterfly. Checks the mail. There was a yellow butterfly sticker on a piece of like junk mail addressed to him. Oh, He's like, my butterfly. And you know what? Sometimes I love, no, no, I'm I'm just making, I love to hear the stories because sometimes this is like going through like the miscarriage by yourself. When I'm going through like signs by myself, sometimes I don't let myself like process them or I'm like, oh, that's just a coincidence or like, that's not real or I shouldn't worry in a positive way. Like I shouldn't take it for granted for the sign negative for the miscarriage. Like I try not to even think about it or try to brush off my feelings, but it's like, You've got to take those signs for what they are. They are signs. Yeah. And it's not just like something random happening. No, it's like little gifts. Yes. And she also says when you feel... I just rambled. I don't know if I made sense no, right then. No, I totally get it. You, you want... Because that's <laughs> you fear. S- that's the fear creeping in, like telling you, no, that's not really a sign. Yes. Like that's not real. Don't believe that. Don't let yourself feel, you know, like hopeful because... No. Nah, no. You're making things it's up. It's just You're fear. wanting to create this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she also says when you have those thoughts that you surrender them. I surrender surrender these fearful thoughts to you, universe. Like, you can have them. I've got better things to do. 
And I can't remember the quote on that, but I'll have to send it to you. But it's just the book is incredible. And my mind went from the lowest it's ever been in my whole entire life. Yes. To, oh, my God, this is working. Did you feel yourself dropping that heavy, heavy, heavy burden of fear and sadness? Yeah. Because I feel like I'm at the point where I'm like, I've got to drop this. Yeah. I cannot move forward. And like starting in 2019, I'm going to like press a reset button for myself. I've already decided with this pregnancy journey, I'm dropping all this sadness and like the process and I want to start over, if that makes sense. Yeah. With a new mindset. And you should. And were you, you were able to do that. Mm -hmm. I just had to teach myself thanks to this book. I keep, it's like my Bible. I'm like (laughs) obsessed. It helped me so much. Just these little words and like the day before our eight week ultrasound with this baby, I was bleeding. I had already been told I was having another miscarriage. It was a nightmare, but I just meditated. I listened to one of her meditations and I sat in a chair in our bedroom the night before. And I just said, please, I, I said it as if it was already happening. I was like, this is my baby. This is my baby. This is my healthy baby. I'm going to have this baby at the end of March. And that's, that's it. Like I expect miracles and I deserve them. And I went into the ultrasound the next day and she was, as the doctor who told me I was having another miscarriage, expecting to see nothing. And she was shocked. Oh my God, you have an eight week and two day old baby. And this looks amazing. She's like, I am shocked. And I was like, I had in my mind to come in here and shock you. You did. You told me I was having another miscarriage. I'm not having another miscarriage. Wow. I want to cry. I just believed so hard. I felt it. Yeah, I felt it from the beginning. I was like, no, this is my baby. I've been feeling off a little bit too. You said you felt off a little bit in the other one. I've been feeling just unsure of myself, unsteady. I don't feel confident in it. I feel nervous. I'm surrounded by fear. I've seen a lot of other people have miscarriages. It's like we were talking about, it creeps into your psyche. It's like I haven't had a confident mindset about this. And I think that I need to change it. Yeah, but I... I I said this earlier and I battle with this because I don't really know the right answer, but I feel like with manifestation, I don't think it's that we're manifesting ourselves to lose babies. And that's another thing. Like you and I both shout manifestations from the rooftop and it's here. We both are in this situation. It's like, there's no way. No, I wanted this, but did I do something Mm, mentally? No, I don't think that because I just don't think that it works that negatively. I think okay. that that's the universe warning you that this is, re- this is reality. Me- me- miscarriages are reality and they happen all the time. You take that test and you get that, you know, sign that you're pregnant and you immediately, immediately prepare a place in your heart for that child. Yeah. And then that baby doesn't come and it, it's heart, it's heartbreaking. Especially when you really want it, you know, when you really want it, that's, that's also a difference because some women don't want babies and maybe, you know, they think, think, you know, this good, this wasn't really my route in life. But when you really want that baby, it's heartbreaking, but you just have to, you have to keep your head above water because there's nothing good for you down there that's going to help you. I love that you said, feel it. And then 
get out. Yeah, you have to feel it and you have to become aware of it and you have to get out. Because I remember my girlfriend, I went over to her house and I was telling her how I'm like, man, I'm like scared. I I didn't even want to come over here. She lived five minutes away. I was like, I was afraid I was going to die in the car coming over here. Like this just crazy, like depression, weird thoughts. And she's like, babe, I don't know if you should get pregnant right now. Like in this space that you're in, this headspace, it might not be like a good environment to get pregnant. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Mama's got to get out of this. This is okay. <laughs> I am not staying here. I am not going to settle here. This is not where it ends. That's how I feel. I'm like, I am not like building a house. There's no foundation being poured. I'm getting out of this space Mm -hmm. and I'm going to thrive and Mm -hmm. get my head on straight and feel happy about this process again and not be plagued with the the fear. Yeah. And that's how, okay. And so you switched it. Yeah. And oh my God, I post, I post a blog post about my miscarriage. Was that freeing to say it out loud? Yeah. Yeah. Kristen Breast, when she shared her story about her miscarriage, it just struck accord in so many ways because I could relate I could relate everything she said I can relate yes that's what's happening to me I'm going through this and she helped me she helped me in so many ways but just by sharing her story helped helped me so much and I thought I have to share my story because there are other women that are going through this or that might go through this because it's reality it happens and I can't tell you how many women women came forward and one woman, 17 times she lost a baby. There was something wrong with her blood. And uh, uh, finally she got a hold of this one doctor and he fixed her and she has like three beautiful children. But just, I give her so much respect. I'm like, how did she survive that? How do you survive oh. that? But you just dig deep and you find the strength and you lock arms with these women and they help you get through it. And cause, cause that's it. You have no other choice. Yeah. You've got to keep on going. Yes. And that's what I did. And that's what I hope I can help other women do. And you, you know, like you're going to share your story one day and you're going to help somebody. And I appreciate you sharing this because when you're entering into this zone, it just feels very vulnerable, you know, like just so vulnerable. You're so, cause as women, especially I know you and I know myself, we like to be in control. Yes, like, definitely. I'm in control. This is what we're going to do. I got this. And then this happens and you're like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. That's not what, that wasn't my part of my plan at all. That is not what I was thinking was going to happen or that was not on the schedule. <laughs> but you, that's the hard, that was, I think it was a hard part because it's so out of your control. Yeah. So now that you're here, you're what, what week are you now? With 21 your, weeks tomorrow. And you just had an appointment. It was so fun. So now that you're here and you've had this amazing experience now growing this do you know if it's a girl or boy we're not finding out oh my god you're so crazy i love it (laughs) so how has this felt like how has your energy shifted and how have you been able to enjoy this ride well it's been hard (laughs) it's continued work like every day i worry i mean oh my god i you know go to the bathroom and i wipe i'm like is there gonna be blood like it's a thing and i had to really talk myself off the ledge and the one thing i tell myself probably every day is jenna this is not your last pregnancy. This is a different soul. This is a different story. You cannot live in that space because I can't be, I can't live in that space. Like you said, we're not building that house there. No, we are moving on. We're on to the next phase. And you know, I fear, I fear crazy things. I fear something going wrong in the delivery room or like, I won't even say things because I don't want to even put it out there, but I will always have that fear. And probably a lot of women who've had miscarriages that go on to have healthy pregnancies 
feel the same way. I worry about everything, but I'm just trying to do my best to remind myself that this is not the same baby. I was talking to my friend who has gone through um, a couple mis- miscarriages around seven weeks, and she, I was just telling her all my fears and like why I felt guilty about letting myself feel so sad because I hate feeling so sad because I'm always like, I still, I'm so blessed. Like even though this is sad, I shouldn't feel this sad. Like I'm so hard on myself and letting myself feel all the way. But she was like, I just hate to break to you. Like you're probably, you're going to enjoy pregnancy, but you're always going to have like a little fear in the back of your head because you just know what can happen. I, I don't have just like this insane confidence that I'm going to, I'm going to change it. But I just, in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, what, there are some things that can go wrong and that tiny bit of fear can always creep in. Like mm-hmm. you said, every time looking for blood, is it there? You just hold your breath. Yeah, it's it's hard. Because I felt so, looking back on my pregnancy with Wake, like so naive. I'm like, yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Woo, we're going to have this baby. And I did. And everything was great. But then, you know, things change. So you just have to, you have to go through it. You have to feel it. You have to get through it. You got to go through it, but you got to get through it. How has it changed you for the better? It's made me just appreciate my son and my husband and my friends so my family like everything so much more like big time and my health and like all of our health like just please donate to wake's friends we're doing a big donation for the kids at the hospital oh i love that so where do we donate um i have we have a po box that we can we're taking brand new pajamas and brand new toys to donate to the kids at the hospital in Williamson. I love that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just want to help because I feel like it on so your Instagram? thankful. Yeah. Jenna. So it's, under, it's Jenna. Jenna. It's underscore Jenna Michelle underscore. Okay. And but you um, want to help. because Yeah. You... I just want to help because I feel so thankful that we have he- a, a healthy baby and, you know, hopefully another healthy one on the way. And it's just made me feel like so I got to do something for these kids and these families and these parents that, do, that can't say that, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I wish there was something else I could do. Yeah. Other than go back to school and become a doctor. (laughs) You know? Um, We have a lot to give. And we have a lot to be thankful for. So I want to help them. Jenna, you're amazing. Okay, so I always wrap every interview with Leave Your Light. Which, thank you so much for being so open about this topic. And for helping me be open. Because I literally, when I went through this, I I was not miscarrying when I booked this interview with you and then when I did I was like you had shared with me when you had miscarried and I was like I want to talk about this on my podcast but it has to be with the right person who is open about it but then also just it had to be you like really you were the one I was like I need to talk to Jenna about this and I'm just so grateful that you were willing to be open and honest because it's just such a fragile conversation yeah it is I I encourage women to talk about it because you can get really stuck inside your own self and you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. It's unbelievable how many people came forward when I started talking about it to share their story. And not that misery loves company, but you just do feel like, Oh my God. Okay. So it isn't just me. It's not me. Yes. Yes. Cause you do, you put a lot of the blame on yourself and some things just aren't meant to be. And I just kept reminding myself, like, this is happening for a reason. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right. That song is always on the radio when I'm going to Bob my doctor's Marley? appointment. No, Kenny Chesney. Hmm. Oh. 
and everything's um, going to be. Yeah, you sing it because I can't <laughs> <Don't> sing. <whatever. laughs> it's crazy and everything is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I got that tattooed on my arm. This is Bob Marley. Three little birds. Every little thing's going to be all right. Because I literally was like, I need to see that every day. Yeah. That song came on when I was going to my eight-week ultrasound with the miscarriage baby. So that's part of your signs. Yeah. And I thought, because I was so worried that I was going to miscarry anyway, and I'm going to the appointment, and the song's on, everything's going to be all right. And I was like, okay, everything's going to be all right. And I went in there, and she's like, everything is not all right. Oh my God. I couldn't even listen to that song for weeks. And the other day I was going to my appointment about to turn in and that song came on. Stop. And I was like, no, I'm not going to let this be a cause of fear. This is literally telling me, I told you everything's going to be all right. Yes. Look at you now. You've got this baby. Yes. So you can't like take, let fear control you. There's always a positive choice. So in wrapping up, I always like to say, leave your light. Your journey, you've had a wild journey. What is some inspiration you want to give people and just to encourage them? And any, it doesn't have to just be with like pregnancy, but what, what do you want to inspire people to think and be? I just want people to be happy people and be kind to other people. And I feel like in general, you can always find positivity in anything. Like people are, like I say about this place, we're living in this 21st floor luxury condo downtown Nashville complaining because we have to go (laughs) down to the car and we can't remember where we parked and we have to put our groceries in a wagon but like there are people it's like 34 degrees outside sleeping on the streets like we're good like just look for the positivity in everything and your days will become a lot easier and you'll feel a lot better and lighter yeah so and you do that better than anyone. You're like a sunbeam. Every time I see you, you have a huge smile on your face. You're radiating happiness. Like joy comes out of your eyes. You always are that way. I have my days. <laughs> if you ask my husband, he'll tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, you're human. Great. I'm glad to know yeah, you, got, we, you got a little bit of humanity. You got to dig yourself, like, dig yourself out of that hole. Thank you, Jenna, for joining me. You're, you're amazing. Welcome, Thank you girl. for having this conversation with you're me. You're welcome. I appreciate you're gonna you. You're going to be great. We're going to do this again when you're all knocked up. Okay. We'll re, we'll come back around. (laughs) We'll revisit this. Put a pin in it. And sending you all the love. Thank you too. Okay. Love you girl. Love you girl. Okay. Thank you, Jenna, so much for joining me. That was such an emotional podcast, but I feel like this is such a conversation that needs to be had. So I'm so grateful Jenna was willing to share her story. So much love to her. And for the Christmas holidays, I'm going to be taking a few weeks off. We will be back in the new year with some amazing more wives. I have Haley Hubbard, B. Cole, Brittany Kelly, who are both the wives of Florida Georgia Line. I have Caitlin Brown, who is married to Kane Brown, all joining me next year, 2019. Oh, my goodness. Plus, so many more will all be on my podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Before we wrap, I want to tell you all about a product I have been using every single day. I carry probably 10 different colors in my purse. It's a, it's a new lip line. It's called Lick, L-I-Q-U-E, Lick Lips, and it's amazing. The reason I love it is for, well, the reasons I love it are so many. First, it's cruelty-free. It's never tested on animals. It comes in all sorts of finishes from mattes to gloss to metallic to glitter. They have a long wear where you can put it on in the morning. Literally, it lasts all day. does not kiss off. 
It makes my lips feel so good and look so good. It's amazing. You've got to check it out. Go to LickCosmetics.com. That's L-I-Q-U-E-C-O-S-M-E-T-I-C-S.com. And check it out. Get your very own today. You will love it to get those lips feeling and looking good, especially for the holiday season. And thanks again for tuning in and for loving my podcast and all my guests for joining me. I'm just so grateful. I have the most amazing guests with the most amazing hearts and stories. And I'm so grateful that they are willing to share their souls with me. So we will see you in the new year. Peace, love, and happiness. Happy holidays.